welcome to the latest episode of Nice Talks. I'm Georgie and I will be your host today. Today we are talking about NICE's new proportionate approach to our health technology appraisals. This is a new approach all about getting the best care to patients fast while ensuring value for the taxpayer. Today I will be joined by Jen Prescott. Jen is the Programme Director in Process and Operations for Health Technology Appraisals at NICE and she is going to explain what we mean when we talk about a proportionate approach and what that means for people now and in the future. I'm also delighted to be welcoming Victoria Jordan from the Association of the British Pharmaceutical Industry today. Victoria is Head of Technology Appraisals and is going to talk to us about what has been learned so far while working with NICE on the proportionate approach and what is next. Thank you both very much for joining me today. Before we move on to talking about the proportionate approach or PAT for short. Victoria, I'd like to start with you. Can you tell us about the ABPI and what your role is there, please? So the ABPI, for those that don't know, uh, is a trade association that represents the innovative pharmaceutical sector that operates in the UK. And one of its key areas of focus is improving access to new medicines and vaccines. In my role specifically, I engage with organisations like NICE, who play a key part in the market access ecosystem, to provide an industry perspective and to work collaboratively on overcoming challenges that impact on NICE's evaluation of medicines. I also have a role in helping NICE communicate things out to the industry. So, for example, explaining the process changes that have been made within this proportionate approach work programme is a good example of doing that. Thank you. And Jen, can you tell us about the proportionate approach and what it aims to achieve, please? Yes. So as part of our work to transform NICE and ensure we're meeting the changing needs and demands of the the health and care system, we want to apply a proportionate, light touch, faster evaluation process to some of our more simpler, low risk treatments. And by using these new approaches, we, we think we can produce rapid guidance for some of these treatments. And in some cases, we can actually publish guidance up to 20 weeks faster than our normal process allows. And taking this proportionate approach allows us to reinvest the time that we save, and that will help us expand our capacity to provide more guidance than ever before, but also make sure we continue to have enough time uh, to apply to the more complex appraisals that need additional support and attention. And how did NICE go about developing the proportionate approach? In 2022 and and throughout early 2023, we carried out a series of pilots that involved uh, new ways of working. So these were developed using test and learn principles, which allowed us to explore multiple ideas. It allowed us to develop and iterate them through direct experience in real technology appraisals. So it's real life test and learn. And that perspective was a really exciting and different approach for NICE to take rather than the previous approach of developing a long time spent developing process and methods and then putting them into formal kind of manuals and then testing the approach and figuring out that there might have been some some challenges in the way that it works. So the test and learn really allowed us to find out what worked, find out what didn't work, iterate, improve and then move forwards. But to do that, we had to engage with our stakeholders and industry partners throughout. We ensured we incorporated their real time input and feedback into the project as we went along as well. And then following on from that, 
in April 2023, we released an, an interim process statement, which now allows us to begin the process of moving these new approaches to become more business as usual, if you will. And in July 2023, we carried out a consultation on these approaches. And following that consultation and the responses that we received, the approaches will be incorporated into the health technology evaluation manual as, as part of our standard process and methods. And what will that mean? This will actually constitute the first formal modular update of the manual that was released in, in early 2022, which is fantastic to see as a result of the proportionate approach. And how has it been working since it was introduced? So last year, we would describe as probably the first phase of the new proportionate approach to technology appraisals. And we did this by simplifying or removing or reconfiguring parts of the existing appraisal processes. Or you could even say we, we try to reimagine ways of uh, standard working that we've applied since the technology appraisal programme began. So by applying lighter touch, faster approaches, it allowed us to produce rapid guidance for some topics. So the topics where we piloted different approaches, they all had slightly different characteristics. For example, some were able to utilise uh, what we call a cost comparison approach where a technology may be considered to be a fast follower in a class of technologies where NICE have already appraised the previous technology or technologies and where the new technology is able to make a case to say that they are as effective or better than the previous technologies at the same or lower price. Other characteristics that we saw were reviews of existing guidance where we'd previously appraised technologies and we were looking to update recommendations. We also had cancer and non-cancer topics. And we also had pilots in the rare disease space as well. The pilots were selected by the NICE team. Ultimately, the decision to take something into a pilot was taken by NICE. But we also had the companies that we work with come forwards and provide suggestions. And they really showed a great enthusiasm for working on, on pilots of their medicines with us. And some of the examples that we've had of, of the pilots were, were in um, Somatragon for treating growth disturbance. We had Nintedinib for treating idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, butyristeran for treating amyloidosis. We had a migraine topic as well, and we also had a non-small cell lung cancer topic. And between them, they were between uh, seven and 20 weeks faster than the standard process. So by increasing our capacity to focus on, on this guidance, we are actually able to also produce or continue to produce useful and usable guidance and focus on the drugs which matter most to patients as well. And how many treatments have been through the PAT approach so far? So using the pilots, we so far we've recommended five treatments. So that was in PAT phase one, if you will, and that, that benefited around 175,000 patients. And following the publication of the interim process in, in April this year, we're now actively developing even more appraisals using these streamlined approaches and, and the number is expecting to grow. And Victoria, what sort of feedback have you been receiving about how it's working? So although it's still relatively early days, as Jen has explained, you know, the, the pilots have concluded in the first phase of the work programme um, has concluded to show that there are process and resource efficiencies that can be realised here. The initial feedback I've received from companies has broadly been really positive. The approach itself is, of course, made up of a number of different process adaptations, so it's quite hard to be too generalised here. Uh, and there have been some areas of concern raised along the way, particularly when the projects were being scoped and, you know, the full extent of the changes being made were not yet known. 
But yeah, broadly speaking, for the first phase of this work programme, the experience companies have had has been positive and it's successfully enabled NICE to produce some of its guidance faster and more efficiently. In order to make the approach work, it's been apparent in the feedback that I've received that everyone involved in the evaluation process needs to be okay with being more pragmatic. And I don't think this is always as easy as it sounds, especially for those whose job it is to get into the detail of the evidence base, but the approach is showing that it can be done. I think another thing here is something that NICE has had to balance really is cutting down on process steps whilst also maintaining the rigour and sufficient stakeholder input. But again, initial feedback is that the right balance is being struck here, um, but I think it's an important thing for NICE to keep an eye on, particularly the involvement of patient groups and clinical experts in the process. And what sort of difference do you think this approach could make? Well, if it continues to support quicker decision making and frees up NICE's resources so that their work programme can be delivered against its plan, then I think the approach can benefit many patients because it contributes to timely guidance uh, getting out there and therefore subsequent access to new medicines that patients are waiting for on the NHS. And I think what's really great about this work programme is it doesn't just make a difference to the patients who are waiting for those medicines being evaluated using a proportionate approach, but it has a knock-on impact to others as well because it's supporting the broader delivery of NICE's entire work programme. And Jen, I'd like to come back to you now. Can you talk us through the next phase of the proportionate approach, please, and what this might mean for patients? Oh, certainly. So this next phase is phase two, and we're developing the following kind of approaches in five key areas. So through what we call the pathways approach, we're exploring combining several appraisals within a single disease pathway model, such as renal cell carcinoma and non-small cell lung cancer, where we may have multiple treatments coming through in those areas. And by combining those appraisals, it will make it much easier for practitioners and commissioners and patients to understand how our multiple individual pieces of guidance relate to each other. It will also, we expect it will allow us to reduce repetition, but also increase consistency, both in terms of the inputs into the process and the outputs of the process. The second piece of work is that we're also identifying the most important parts or high value steps of the appraisal process. We want to consider ways of getting to these high value stages sooner, whilst also maintaining the the rigour and the robustness of our processes. In a third area, we recognise some treatments are being licensed for many indications, such as immuno-oncology treatments and For example, those that follow the NICE guidance publications, you'll see that we've produced multiple pieces of guidance for drugs such as nivolumab, pembrolizumab, atazolizumab, to to name a few. Through a new approach, we're considering using alternative methods and processing for evaluating these treatments that we've looked at many different times before and for which more indications are expected down the line and really thinking about how we can start to learn from previous appraisals and previous evaluations to inform the next ones. We're also exploring what we're calling rapid entry to managed access. This is an ongoing joint piece of work between NICE and NHS England, and we're seeking to build on the UK world leading experience in managed access through the Cancer Drugs Fund, and then the principles which have been formally established through the launch of the Innovative Medicines Fund. And then the fifth area is really, and I've talked about this slightly earlier, which is the finalisation and translation of the streamlined approaches we developed last year into our formal process and methods guide. And as with the intention with the start of the proportion, 
proportionate approach last year. We're expecting that these these explorations and potential improvements will speed up the process of appraisal decision making across a wider spectrum of appraisal types, and that will allow effective treatments to get to patients faster. But also, as as we have streamlined some of the stages of the development process, and we're seeking to streamline those even further, it will also allow patients and the organisations that represent them to streamline their contributions as well, which will place less burden on them and allows for their contributions to also be proportionate. And the same question to you, Victoria. What do you feel are the next steps? Now that NICE is updating the Health Technology Evaluation Manual with the changes that have been made through the first phase of the work, there's obviously a period of bedding in now and continued monitoring, and I imagine some, some tweaks might be needed. But for us, I think what comes next is really understanding what the appetite is for more radical process changes. And I know a number of ideas have been explored in the second phase of the PAP work programme that Jen explained just earlier. From our perspective, a key priority is finding a way for some medicines that are suitable for managed access to enter into these agreements without needing a full upfront evaluation. Uh, so Jen was describing this as the rapid entry into managed access uh, work strand. So we're currently in a situation where two full evaluations are done, a few years apart, which really is heavily time and resource consuming for everybody involved. We think to move away from this situation, uh, there will need to be a departure from the existing requirements to demonstrate plausible cost effectiveness, when the evidence is just not there yet to do so with any degree of confidence. And we're looking forward to continuing to work with NICE and NHS England and others on this over the coming months. You mentioned we're in a period of bedding in now. Could you elaborate a little bit on that, please? Some of the issues NICE is trying to overcome here, they're they're really quite complex with no obvious answers. So getting the right people in the room to discuss them and then just giving things a go in the way that's been described as this sort of test and learn in real life, if you like, seems the right way to continue making progress. And I just caveat that with saying that, you know, as long as there's appropriate stop checks along the way to assess that things are working as intended and also whether there are any unintended consequences, then I think it has to be okay to give these things a go, try things that fail as well as trying things that work and looking forward to to seeing how this work programme progresses. Thank you. Thank you both very much for joining me. We've come to the end of our podcast today. If you enjoyed listening to today's nice talks, please like and subscribe and follow us on social by using at nicecoms. Join us again next month. Goodbye.